twice in one week we are back for the sports card show and i'm just gonna just in case you missed the uh the disclaimer in the title i'm gonna warn you that there likely will be some explicit language and some uh, naughty words so if you're a young man a young listener you might want to turn this down so mom and dad can't hear and or and or if you're playing this in a i've had shop owners say that they play these uh in the shop so you might want to refrain from doing that let's move right along a lot of you probably realize what i'm going to be talking about on the last show i actually talked i talked about the 2014 flawless cards of russell wilson colin kaepernick and alshon jeffrey which definitely look to be player worn or not authentic and they they say on the front of the cards authentic game worn game worn not player worn game worn on the front and honestly probably by the time you listen to that podcast uh, by the time i was able to publish it panini had already came out with a response this was on november 18th sometime in the afternoon panini ceo not sure how this guy has a job right now, but we can get to that later. He addressed the 2014 flawless cards. In summary, there was an error mistakenly labeled. That's Panini. I know a lot of you guys out there. A lot. Of, I've been accused of slander, and oh, how could you say uh, someone like Josh Cade uh, does razzes and raffles and and stuff? Because uh, I've seen him with my fucking two eyes, guys. Everything I've said about people has been true. So it's not really slander when it's the fucking truth. So if I was Panini's vendor here, they didn't mistakenly label shit. And I'll come to that argument later. You'll find out Panini actually put out a blog that uh, a couple days later that actually made this abundantly clear that they didn't mistakenly label anything. And if I was their printer, the people that actually make the cards, I'd be pissed. And Panini could get sued for slander. You guys throw that around. Well, Panini could get sued. But essentially, they came out with an article shortly after the podcast that confirmed everything. There's a poster. Probably should be heralded today. His name is Tacoma34. He's joined the blowout forums in August 2013. He only has about 400, I say only, he has 470 posts. And he's from the Midwest, basically, or the middle of the country. Probably a really smart guy, really nice guy. Probably a guy that works really hard for his money. Probably like a lot of you out there. And when a set like Flawless comes out, maybe you can't afford a box. Maybe you can. I don't know. Doesn't really matter, honestly. 
But when it says authentic game-worn on the front of a Russell Wilson card, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, one of the most collectible quarterbacks and players in the league, just won a Super Bowl, probably a pretty damn desirable card. Probably not cheap either, even though it doesn't have his autograph on it. Six of ten. Doesn't, isn't even what it says. Panini came out and confirmed that. 168 total cards. 56 of each player. The patches numbered to 25, the platinum rubies uh, out of 15, the, the gold out of 10, the emeralds are to 5, and the patches platinum are numbered 1 of 1. All of them have game-worn jerseys, not game-worn jerseys, they're player-worn. And again, Panini, I see fanboys, oh, the mistakes happen. Oh, thanks, Panini, for coming clean. Guys, they wouldn't have came clean if Tacoma 3-4 didn't post it. It was five days earlier. It took five days for Panini to come clean. So, yeah, that's really coming clean. Wow. Really fucking impressed that fucking CEO Mark Warsop finally came clean five days later after it was abundantly clear. Oh, but wait. Wait, two days later, November 20th, update on Panini's blog. Panini, the title should be Panini Scammed You Even More, and Here's How. But instead, the title is Panini America Offers Additional Details, Additional Scam, Additional Fake Cards, is what it should say. So, oh, wait, 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 ongoing research. Oh, wait, wait, guys. Russell Wilson, Kaepernick, and Alshon Jeffrey, those those were all mislabeled. Oh, but now Andrew Luck, Calvin Johnson, Cam Newton. I mean, there's three of the best players in the NFL right there. Joe Flacco just won a Super Bowl. Probably the best and recognizable player on the Ravens now that Ray Rice punched himself out of the NFL. Oh, and Ryan Tannehill. Looks like a really good young quarterback. All one, two, three, four, five of them all have cards that are affected, that were, quote, mislabeled. And here's the funny thing about what Panini's excuse was. They knew exactly how many Andrew Lux. It wasn't all the Andrew Lux. Oh, it was four total cards, three from the Emerald Patches and one 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 parallel. Calvin Johnson, it was 14 total cards, oh, just 14. 13 from the base patches set, which I think is numbered out of 25. So oh, 13 of them were supposed to be labeled player-worn, and the other 12 were supposed to be game-used. Cam Newton, same thing, 17 total cards, two from the patches insert. So two out of the 25 cards, according to Panini, were mislabeled. And the other 23 were supposed to say game used. Has anybody, ask yourself guys, has any company out there ever put out a set like that? Where inside of a parallel, inside of a set that's numbered out of 25, two said game worn jersey and 13 were supposed to say player worn or the other way around. Has any company ever done that? Joe Flacco, his 101 platinum apparel. Ryan Tannehill, just one card. The gold parallel, which is numbered out of 10, one of them was supposed to say player-worn. Oh, and the other nine are supposed to be game-used. And how the fuck does Panini know which one is the wrong, is, 
is the player worn one and the other nine are game worn. How are we supposed to know as collectors and how the fuck does Panini know? And how the fuck did they not know two days earlier? What's also confusing is Terrell Davis. They're confused. There's, there might be some Terrell Davises that are fake. Or not game worn. Oh, there might be a Taj Boyd that's a mix up. Oh, and there might be other cards that surface. How in the fuck is Panini so certain about Andrew Luck? How are they certain about Calvin Johnson? How are they sure and know exactly how many Cam Newtons are are not game worn? How do they know for sure just one Flacco? And how do they know for sure about one Tannehill? Oh, and how do we know for sure Russell and Colin Kaepernick and Jeffrey or all of them? Oh, but we're not sure about Davis. Oh, we're not sure about Boyd. Oh, we're not sure there might be other ones. How the fuck are you not sure? Guys, I've been following business for the last several years. And part of my job every day is to read through BS. Companies will put out these BS PR statements. Oh, we did this this quarter. And oh, we did this and this and this. And then the stock goes down 20%. You read the PR release, you'd be like, oh, that's great. That's great. That's great. And then you go see what the market says and the stock sells off. It's because you got to be, if you want to invest your own money in the stock market, you got to be a a wizard at reading through BS and reading through company BS. So I probably have a little bit more advanced skill than somebody else that's just reading this that doesn't go through this every single day. I read press releases that are, oh, to the uneducated or the uninitiated, it sounds like holy Jesus has just come down and blessed this fucking company. When actuality, it's a fucking nightmare. That's really what is happening here with Panini. Five days later, they admit only because a thread on blowouts got enough traction and people started tweeting them and started getting upset about it. Then they came out and said some stuff. Then here, here's my thing. I don't know this for a fact, but I, this is what I think happened. I don't know if this is, this is, this is me speculating right now. Here's what happened. Panini, heads started rolling inside Panini. CEO Mark Warsop, who probably fucking doesn't even know Colin Kaepernick from Russell Wilson himself, strolled in and finally said, oh, what the fuck happened, guys? You know, how how are we, how do we mess up on all these Russell Wilsons and Kaepernicks and Jeffrey? And the guy that made this, there's probably only one or two guys responsible for this whole set. And they call them brand managers. They give them this, oh, brand managers. Like, that's a fucking uh, cool thing. Like, they're really fucking managing something. So they managed to fuck this up. I guarantee you he came clean. Said, yeah, because there's no checks and balances at Penny. I guarantee you if the brand manager says, oh, yeah, put this in a card and put Game Worn on it. It happens. Nobody checks. There's nobody there double checking to make sure it's Game Worn. If the brand manager says, oh, yeah, guys, here's the fucking game-worn jerseys of Russell Wilson and Kaepernick, even though it's, it's fucking obvious they're not to anybody. Guarantee you he came clean in some kind of meeting. Said, yeah, you know, I wanted Russell Wilson in there. All we got is player-worn. Had to put him in there. Oh, yeah, we had these Colin Kaepernick jerseys from 2011. I wanted to put those in there. Uh, same with Jeffrey. We had some from 2012 or whenever he was a fucking rookie, and I put him in there. Sorry, guys. And then he probably, and then he probably went home and maybe felt worse, or maybe he spewed it all that day. 
But he probably said, oh, yeah, there's these. This is why they know exactly how many. How the fuck do you know exactly? Oh, only 14, 14 of the 65 Calvin Johnsons are, are player worn. Oh, and only four of the Andrew Lux. And 17, these are really odd numbers. 17 of the 56 Cam Newtons are, are player worn and not game worn. One Tannehill. How the fuck did you remember one Tannehill card? It's because he knew. Guaranteed his brand manager was like, ah, I got to make 10 of these patch parallels of Tannehill. Well, I got nine of his game use and I've only got one. You know, I got to make it numbered out of 10, so I'll get this player one. I don't even think, it. you know, I don't know if you can trust Panini with these numbers that they give out. How do you know they're not all player worn? Maybe they just threw out these figures to, you know, the brand manager was trying to cover his ass and started making up stories. Oh, yeah, these 14 Calvin Johnsons. How does he know which 14? How does the collector know? How do I know if I'm buying it on eBay or if I pull out of a... 1200 fucking dollar box. So Panini initially blames it. Oh, these were mistakenly labeled. Almost pinning it on their, on the people that fucking work hard for them and actually make the fucking cards. Oh, they basically blame them. Oh, mistakenly labeled. No, that's not what happened, guys. There's some fucking crook inside Panini that knew exactly what he was doing. Put all these Russell Wilsons in there, said they were game warning, knew they weren't. Put all these Colin Kaepernicks in there, knew they weren't. Put all these Alshon Jeffries in there, knew he weren't. And if that wasn't clear, I could see how, oh yeah, they messed up on all those cards and all those were supposed to, you know, those three players were supposed to play be player work. I could see how if you're a fucking butt, butt licker of Panini, you might believe that. But nothing explains that Ryan Tannehill his gold parallel out of 10, nine of them were supposed to be labeled game used. And one was supposed to be labeled player worn. Does that fucking make any sense? Has any company ever done that? No. Cam Newton, same thing. Two cards from the base patch parallel was supposed to be labeled player worn. And the other 23 were supposed to be labeled game-worn. Does that make any sense? Especially in a fucking $1,200 box. The most expensive box of football cards ever to come out. Let's forget that it doesn't make any sense to put player-worn stuff. Especially if players... uh, Okay, yeah, if you have fucking the Bengals running back, Jeremy Hill as player-worn, we get it. If you have Johnny Manziel as player worn, considering he hasn't fucking even played in a game, we get it. Calvin Johnson was a rookie fucking years ago. Same with Joe Flacco. He was like a rookie in like 2008 or something. You guys still have player worn patches from that long ago? My guess is that these aren't even player worn patches. I would guess, this, again, this is me assuming things. But if you had me in Vegas and putting odds on this, I'd put the odds at 2-1 to one or maybe even 4-3. to three. These were just bought at, at some Nike store. They didn't wear these jerseys. They don't have jerseys, player-worn patches of Joe Flacco hanging around for the last six, seven years. 
Does that make any sense? Calvin Johnson, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Oh, yeah, we still have player-worn stuff hanging around from Calvin Johnson. And, oh, we just decided to throw it in this uh, $1,200 set, and, oh, it got mislabeled. Does any of that make any sense, guys? How stupid do you fucking got to be? How stupid does Panini think you are? These guys are insulting you. Wouldn't buy into it. Wouldn't let them get away with it. All these fucking butt lickers out there. Making excuses for Penny. Oh, they're human. Oh, mistakes happen. Oh, fuck. At least they got out in front of it. Doesn't make any sense. This guy should lose his job. Mark Warsop clearly doesn't have control of what's going on over there. Because this was employee fraud. Employee scam. And I could dig up. I could figure out his name. I'm just going right to the top. Mark Warsop puts his fucking name on the fucking uh, the blog post. So I'll call him out. And Tracy Hackler, he's just a fucking blog writer. Panini went out of business. He'd go work somewhere else. Same with the rest of these scumbags. Again, I think this is unforgivable. But this is a $1,200 box where each card is over $120. And on the front of the cards, Panini knowingly put authentic game worn. It wasn't a mistake. It wasn't mislabeled. It wasn't some fuck at the printing machine that doesn't know shit about cards that made a mistake. Those guys work hard. I feel that's who I feel bad for. Here's Panini getting some of the community to believe, oh, it's it's someone at the at the printing facility that makes a shit ton more money than we do and runs a fucking hell of a lot better business than we do. Oh, it was their fault. The story makes no sense. Doesn't make sense that some guy named Tacoma34 on a week ago on 11-13 makes a post on blowout. It's figured out shortly after that he's not blowing smoke up people's asses. Oh, and then f- five days later, Panini finally says something. Panini's CEO finally wakes up from fucking scratching his ass or jerking off. And oh, yeah, oh, it, all the three cards, the, those are those only impacted 168 patch cards. That's it. Oh, and it just happens to be fucking Russell Wilson, Super Bowl champion, hella popular player, and Colin Kaepernick, hella fucking popular player, and Alshon Jeffrey, who had a great season last year and plays on one of the most popular teams in the league. Oh, and then two days later, oh, well, you know, we're not sure. There might be other cards that surface after this, and we're not sure about this one Terrell Davis card, and we're not sure about this Taj Boyd card that are both fucking clearly not what they say they are. Well, those might be, although you know, those might be mismatched pieces. Again, they're blaming it on their their printing facility, the people that actually do the work, and are probably honest people, just like the people buying these cards. Oh, but we know exactly how many fucking Andrew Lux we defrauded you of. Four of them. Calvin Johnson, it was exactly 14. 
Cam Newton 17. Again, the the Ryan Tannehill gold parallel. One of them was supposed to say player worn, and the other nine were supposed to say game used, and we mislabeled them. If you buy that, fuck. God, don't ever come work for me. If you're buying Panini Story, good God, I'd never hire you. And I wouldn't trust you with a dime of my money because you're a fucking moron. If you believe that shit. If you believe they mislabeled this or this is an accident or this is whatever. No. No. And don't don't misunderstand me. Is everybody in Panini crooked? Is everybody, did everybody sit around at the round table and dream this plan up? No. Likely it was one guy, two guys. My guess it was one guy that probably has, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He probably has a lot of heat on him. He probably had to churn this out. He probably needed a certain amount of cases and that's why he needed, you know, if this is true, I didn't even know if this is true. I don't know if I buy that. You know, 14 of the 56 Calvin Johnsons are player-worn, and the other, oh, 42 are, are legitimate. I don't know. They might all be fake. But the guy probably had pressure to, oh, we need to get Calvin Johnson in there. And, oh, if the, if the patches are numbered out of 25, we need 25 of every player. That would make me skeptical from now on. I've always been kind of skeptical of that. But from now on, I would definitely be skeptical of that. Any kind of patch set where it's all evenly numbered. Every single player they have is numbered to 25. And then every single player after that is numbered to 10. Makes way more sense if they only have 10 Calvin Johnsons and only 5 Cam Newtons and only 8 Colin Kaepernicks and 50 Russell Wilsons. And it's all different numbers. That makes a hell of a lot more sense. Then every single card's numbered out of 25, and all of them are numbered out of 5. All the golds are out of 10. That doesn't make any sense. And I wouldn't buy that these were player-worn. Maybe they got the number right. Maybe 42 of the Calvin Johnsons are a, a jersey who wore in the game. I guarantee you the 14, they just bought that jersey at fucking Macy's. They went on Fanatics and bought one. doesn't make any sense that they know exactly how many Andrew Lux and, and Russell Wilson's and Cam Newton's. Oh, but there might be other cards that surface and we'll fucking rectify the situation. Oh yeah. You know how you rectify the fucking situation. You start firing people. Oh, I don't want anybody to lose their job. Guys, this is the real world. Maybe I'm a little desensitive to it. My stock fires 10% of the workforce and the stock goes up. Because all all of a sudden EPS next quarter is going to look better. Because we don't got to pay these fucking schmoes that probably don't do much. But my thoughts today and going forward are going to be with the collectors that spent their fucking hard-earned money on this. That probably don't get paid enough. That probably work on a job where some fucking idiot is ahead of him that does half the work and he gets paid twice as much or four times as much. Shows up late. Is is doing all kinds of shit he probably shouldn't do at work. And there's probably guys that are fucking grinding and trying to work hours and probably spent some extra money on these Calvin Johnsons or a Cam Newton or a Russell Wilson or a Colin Kaepernick. 
And that was probably a lot of money to them. Even if it was only 30 or $40 or $50 or $100, it was a lot of money for them. And even if it wasn't, it wouldn't matter. Even if they were all fucking billionaires, it wouldn't matter. Penny's lucky these guys aren't fucking billionaires. Because the first thing I would have done is called my fucking lawyer. Or lawyers. Penny's fucking lucky a lot of these guys probably work really hard for their money. And probably don't make enough. And probably don't have enough. There's someone at fucking Panini taking advantage of people like that. Oh, but oh, guys, mistakes happen. Oh, thank, thanks, Panini, for fucking posting some blogs that basically said you're a liar. You've been lying to our face this whole fucking time. Thanks, Panini. Thanks, guys. Thanks for fucking making a $1,200 box with player-worn stuff on it. I mean, that that's one unforgivable sin. Oh, thanks, Panini, for coming out with a fucking $1,200 box with cards that say game used on it, but it's fucking player-worn. And we're not even sure if it's worn by the player. And how do I know if I have a Cam Newton card or the, Ryan, the one Ryan Tannehill gold? How do I know? Now I got to pull it. I got to pull that card or buy that card on eBay. And now I got to contact Panini. You see what a nightmare this is. I gave the example on the last show. I mean, I just bought the new iPhone. And I know some people have sat their fat ass on it and bent it. And let's say I did that. Guarantee you that I'd have a fucking new iPhone a couple hours later. Apple wouldn't have to say, oh, I wonder if this is the iPhone 6 that we don't replace. Or maybe it is. Or I got to email them and then send it to them. And then I got to wait for them to replace it or build another one or whatever. It's not good. It's not good. And I know a lot of people, oh, I'm always fucking jaded. I'm always blasting off on Twitter. I fucking tweet like three times a week, four times a week, maybe. If you think I'm fucking tweeting three times a week and I'm pissed off the rest of the time, you guys are fucking kidding yourselves. And quite honestly, after I turn hit the pot, the stop button on this, I'm not going to s- sit in my bed and fucking be all bent out of shape. Yeah, I'm going to be thinking about the people that spent their hard-earned money on this and got ripped off, whether they bought a box or bought one of these cards thinking it was game-worn or waited all year or saved up their money. Or if you're a kid, you, you asked your mom for some money. Or some hard-working guy, you know, instead of, you know, maybe going out with the son, he said, hell, you know, I'm going to... I'm going to, you know, instead of going seeing Dumber Dumber, I, I want to buy this this card because they don't come out very often. I don't know if I'll get a chance for it. Well, now he fucking gets fucked. I'm going to be thinking about those people. Not going to be thinking about, oh, Tracy and fucking Mark Warsop and the fucking brand managers. There's a fucking Panini. I don't give a fuck about them, obviously. All the fucking excuse makers out there and all you guys that, oh, it's a mistake. It's a mistake. You guys should be ashamed of yourselves. This was an eBay seller or if this was fucking some guy, you guys be blasting them. Blasting off. Look at this fake scammer. Look at this scammer. Oh, but it's Panini and they might send me a fucking $80 box in the mail. Or they might sponsor my show and give me fucking, what, a hundred fucking dollars? So they can get in front of a, a 400 people to listen to a podcast. Think I give a shit about that? 
guys should go write financial blogs. You have guys offering you ten grand. Guy will offer you 10,000 shares to shut the fuck up. Company will offer you fucking 10 grand to, to write something nice about him on Seeking Alpha. And then fucking Seeking Alpha will pay you. That's what I don't get about this hobby. Motherfuckers will suck Panini off for a $40 box. If you can't afford a $40 box, an $80 box, or a $100 box every month, you fucking probably shouldn't be blogging about cards or fucking tweeting. You should probably fucking get a new job. Or fucking figure out a way to get some money. If you gotta sit there and jack off on a company... So you can get a retweet or a fucking stroke off at the industry summit or get your butt slapped. It's a joke. So Panini pulled off a scam. And I hope everybody out there realizes it. Nobody fucking prints one player worn card that was supposed to say player worn and then nine that were supposed to say game worn. Nobody does that let alone in a $1,200 box. Nobody makes 13 base patches of Calvin Johnson. Oh, and the other 12 are supposed to say game-worn. Nobody fucking does that. Not even the fucking idiots that fucking barely can make cards. The, the Oh, the lesser companies wouldn't even try something like this. let alone fucking Panini America, who now has pretty soon an exclusive license in football. Oh, and we could go, I could go off how they're, they're going to get the CLC. I've been saying that. My brother's been saying that for months, that they're going to get the CLC. So when that news breaks here in a couple days, don't be shocked. So they're basically going to put Upper Deck in its grave, RIP Upper Deck, because they're not going to make anything but hockey cards. Cutting corners at Panini. What else is going on there? What other sets have they done this with? Those are the questions you should be asking yourself and other collectors. And every time you think about buying one of Panini's products from now and into the future, you should wonder what else is going on there? What other products have this exact same thing happened with? But because it's a it's a smaller patch, so it's harder to identify, or it's just a smaller set that gets less eyeballs and less people care, and it's on you know two three dollar cards or whatever. Guarantee you, they didn't just wake up and say, "Oh yeah," and in the most significant and the most expensive football set we've ever made, oh we're gonna fucking mislabel some quote mislabel stuff. Yeah, right. This has been going on for a while. If if Tacoma, everybody should be bowing down to him because he was the first to bring this up. Tacoma 3-4 on blowout, people should be bowing down to that guy. Because if it wasn't for him, me and a lot of other people probably would have never realized this. And it's not good. We already don't have enough collectors. And I've gotten emails already this week. Let alone after this podcast, everybody hears my F-bombs. They're definitely getting out of the hobby. But I've had people email me and contact. I have a YouTube video up now. I just posted that. I've already gotten a comment on there. I'm quitting. I'm getting out. I'm not buying this stuff anymore. This is this is a joke. Dang. And th- trust me, there'll be fucking fucking idiots out there that'll blame me. 
Oh, look at you getting, being so negative and getting people out of the fucking hobby. Me? I'm sorry. I didn't make, uh, I didn't make fake patch cards. Just because I'm on here telling the truth about it. I'm the only one that really wants to do that. Everybody else, like I said, they're, they're too scared to fucking say anything. Cause, oh, maybe Panini will, you know, I'm sure they'll end up buying tops and upper deck one day. And I don't, I, you know. I want to get my free box or I want them to fucking retweet me or I want to be able to go to the fucking industry summit and jerk off at the fucking Orleans, a piece of shit hotel. Clearly, I don't give a fuck. Clearly. None of these fucking idiots are going to sue me because they're fucking red handed and guilty themselves. They don't want any lawyers and cops. That's why fucking idiot, fat fucking piece of shit, Josh Cade. Oh, he got on my program and fucking cussed at me and did all this shit and fucking went off. Oh, and then a couple weeks later, he goes on Beckett radio and sounds like his mom's sitting over his shoulder or he's sitting in a fucking church because he's fucking guilty. I'd love to get this Mark Warsop or fucking Tracy Hackler on here, but I guarantee you fucking if I ask them to come on the program, they'd be fucking their dick would fucking shrivel up in their stomach and they wouldn't want to come on. I mean, that's an open end. If any of these fucking idiots want to come on and explain themselves and try to explain how, oh, we were going to come out with this what this Ryan Tannehill gold set and nine of the fucking cards were going to be fucking uh, game used. And the one card was supposed to say player worn and oh, our, our hardworking, uh, you know, third party vendor fucked it up. I mean, you got to have your head so uh, far up Panini's ass. If you believe that it's unbelievable. I almost feel sorry for you. Well, really what I feel sorry for is your fucking wife and kids and where you work. Because chances are you're a fucking moron if you believe that. So in summary, guys, don't let Penny off the hook for this. I have formal recommendations. Do not buy anything at DA Card World. This was goes way back before we found out employees were stealing from them. And I have other sources that have come forward to me telling me other stuff about DA. And maybe one day I'll fucking blow my mouth off about that. But right now we've got Panini fucking pissing me off more. So maybe I'll wait a couple weeks or months to go slide by. And then if I don't have anything to blow up about and I want to fucking get off, I'll talk about DA. But don't forget... If it ever becomes public, who fucking warned you before anybody else about what ha- what really probably is happening over there? I mean, you got fucking millions of dollars of employee theft. Believe me, that's not the only fucking thing going on over there. And I would never fucking buy anything from them. Period. Now my formal recommendation until further notice. Don't fucking buy anything from Panini. Don't buy into a group break. And if you're a fucking group breaker, have a fucking sack and stop buying flawless. Stop fucking busting flawless. Stop busting anything Panini. Take a fucking stand. You're not fucking making that much money anyways. If you spent all this, I mean, if you spent all the time you did breaking and selling and packaging and doing all that shit, if you spent that time figuring out a different way to make money, you'd fucking sit on your ass like I do all day and watch fucking Bloomberg and then NBA basketball. 
And you'd sit around being like, man, this is my fucking life. Trust me. The last five or six years I've sat around, watched the stock market and fucking NFL football in the NBA. And I know it sounds great, but honestly, I sometimes sit around and be like, wow, my fucking life has turned into being a couch potato and watching fucking stocks go up. Honestly, it's rewarding, but after a while, you're like, God, I could fucking go volunteer at the fucking Salvation Army and I'd feel better about myself. Don't buy anything from Panini. Don't support them. Don't buy their single cards. Don't buy into their breaks. Don't buy any of their boxes. Don't buy any of their fucking stickers that they make all their money on. Send letters to them. Send letters to the NFLPA. If you know an attorney or you are one, try to do something. Do something. I'm doing what I can. I'm blasting off on a fucking podcast. That's about all I can do. I'm not very, again, I'm not very high skilled. I sit around all fucking day and I watch Bloomberg and I watch the ticker on the stocks. And then at four o'clock, I watch the fucking NBA. I usually do a couple dollars in daily fantasy and there's my day. I cook dinner for my wife and that's it. So I'm a fucking moron. A lot of you guys have a lot more invested in this and spend a lot more of your money and a lot of time and you're sitting there on eBay trying to bid on shit. Don't let them off the hook. Go to the forums and express your displeasure. Get on their blog. They're not going to publish your comments, but fucking blast those fucking idiots. If you have a YouTube page, blast those motherfuckers. Set up a Twitter and go blast off. And then you have these fucking idiots complain. Oh, you're, you're blasting off. Oh, fucking, fucking, whatever. Look at Richard Sherman. Motherfucking Richard Sherman gets on the fucking national TV and blasts off on a human being. I'm fucking sitting here. Yeah, I've mentioned Mark Warsop's name. I've mentioned Tracy Hackler's name. Maybe I've mentioned a couple of Josh Cade's fucking fat fucking idiot's name. Normally, I try to keep it to the company. That's what I do in stocks. You know, usually I, I take shots at the CEOs and they get all fucking butthurt. And they'll, literally after I posted a, a blog po- post to Seeking Alpha a couple of weeks ago, motherfucking CEO literally calls me. He fucking probably went to my domain and found my phone number and fucking called me on my phone. Like four minutes, five minutes after I published an article about his dumb fucking ass. So it shows you how sensitive these fucking pieces of shit are. It's not good. Not good. Don't buy any of their shit. That's about all I have to say. Sorry for all the F-bombs. I just wanted to try to emphasize how big of a scam this is. Now, Panini knowingly did this. This was not a mistake. This was not an accident. I'm almost 100% certain that this has gone on other sets at other times. And likely not just at Panini. Panini's just, you know, fucking been caught. They were stupid enough to come out with a fucking $1,200 set that had everybody's eyeballs on it. And everybody dissecting and spending, you know, 10 times as much for just a regular patch cart because it's flawless. So just be careful out there. I know a lot of you, oh, I already knew to be careful and I already knew, oh, you know, what else is new? Whatever fucking else is new. Well, guys, you know what's fucking new? You know what we could fucking need new in this hobby? Our fucking new collectors, new people, new guys to come in here and buy some of this stuff or get engaged and sign up for the forums or sign up to buy some box breaks or fucking go to a card show. We could use a hell of a lot more of those fucking people. 
And it's evident by every single box that comes out fucking a week later, two weeks later on DealerNet, it's fucking 20% off, 30% off. We got a supply and demand problem and there's a hell of a, there's not a lot of supply of collectors out there. And when you do shit like this, like Panini's done, it fucking lowers the supply even more. And don't let fucking people make, if you're not on Panini's payroll, don't fucking make excuses for these guys. You're making yourself look like a fucking idiot and a butt licker. And you're not helping the hobby. Let Panini's guys that are on payroll, that get paid to fucking lick Panini's ass, let them lick it. And trust me, if you want followers on Twitter, if you want followers on your fucking YouTube or fucking people to listen to your podcast, people want to hear the truth. Look at Bill fucking Simmons. I hate the motherfucker because he's a Celtics fan. But the fucker go blast off and everybody fucking retweets him. My point about Richard Sherman, motherfucker blast off. And all of a sudden now he's, oh, you know, he's a god. And those guys talk about like human beings. I'm typically on here saying, oh, the business model sucks. Oh, this company didn't do something right. I rarely mention names and call people out by name. My point was, if you want fucking followers, you want people to listen to you, you fucking got to say some shit. You can't just say, oh, guys, it's okay. Panini's fucking cool. They'll give me a fucking box of Crown Royale and I'll open it and I'll tweet the four cards that I got that are worth $4. And, oh, you know, I've never spent my own fucking money on this shit. But, oh, you guys should check out the set and check out the cards, even though I'd fucking never spend my own money on it. So I'm with you guys. Been post, and I made a couple posts on the blowout. I've been reading what you guys have been putting on there. And I encourage, I'll put the links. I have them on my last show notes, but I'll put the links to the threads again. In this, in these show's notes, I put up a YouTube video if you want a kind of a visual. I don't know if you want a visual of me. I didn't turn the camera on myself like some fucking idiot group break. Some fucking fat piece of shit group breaker has the fucking camera turned up. Like I want to see a, a fat fuck you know, on camera. I want to see the fucking cards. I didn't do that. I didn't show myself on camera, but I certainly kind of went through the blogs and showed you the cards on the, on the YouTube. If you guys want to see it kind of firsthand, kind of my argument here, it's only nine minutes. You know, it's better than me F bombing for 45 minutes or whatever I've done here. Don't let Panini get away with it. That's my main point. Don't let this die. Do not forget about it. I know, you know, in a week or two, I'm not going to fucking be blowing up about this shit, but I'm not going to forget it. And I'm not going to go around saying to other collectors, oh, don't worry about Panini. They'll fix it and they'll fucking get better and it's all good. Fuck no. Unless I see CEO quits, the brand manager who fucking probably was responsible for this quits and got fired. This guy quit and got fired. And no, oh, we hired this guy, this guy, and this guy. And oh, this is our, our plan to check and balance now. Now this guy that says it's game worn, we have another guy that's kind of, you know, unbiased third party. He's going to check. Will you hear that? I don't know. Honestly, that's what Panini needs to do. The CEO needs to be like, I didn't do my job. I'm leaving. He won't do that. And the brand manager that did this, I mean, if the CEO has any fucking nutsacks, Mark Warsop has fucking any 
balls between his fucking legs, he'd fire this fucker and he'd put him on blast. So Upper Deck doesn't hire him or fucking Leaf doesn't hire him. Because he's a fucking crook. Again, I'm just, I'm thinking that's what happened. This is some internal employee. I, I don't think this is, likely this is probably not infecting the entire company. Not every single employee was, was sitting there, and maybe even the CEO himself was sitting there, oh yeah, we got to get these fucking Calvin Johnsons in there. But if you're in tune with the day-to-day operations, you should fucking figure this out. Joe Flacco was a fucking rookie in 2008. Why the fuck is he, you know, why are we putting one-on-ones of him in a fucking $1,200 set that's player-worn and saying it's game-worn? Shouldn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. None of what Panini has done or said has made any sense. Don't let him off the hook for this. Because like I said, they they've have product already at the printer and coming out here in, in, you know, in the next month. Like December is like a huge month. They're fucking coming out with like every company's coming out with like 20 sets in December. All that shit was made already. Guarantee it was made with the same fucking, you know, you know, real discriminating fucking care that Flawless was made. Shit's going to have player worn shit in it that fucking is not. So I want to thank, again, the community of Blowout Cards and the members there that kind of uncovered this and kind of figured all this out and kind of made sure people realize this. And I am just relaying it myself. Again, I'm not fucking running any ads or getting paid for this. Not gonna. I'm probably not even gonna fucking tweet this out or fucking try to get a lot of attention. To this. I'm gonna do what I normally do. I'm gonna post the podcast, and whoever fucking listens, listens. And my day's not gonna fucking be any better or worse if people listen or they don't. But at least I didn't sit here and fucking lick fucking Panini's nuts. For the last 50 minutes. And say hey guys it's okay. Mistakes fucking happen. At least they fucking came out and admitted shit. It's not cool. It's not cool. Bet you guys don't say that about Ray Rice right now. You guys say that about Adrian Peterson. How about Michael Vick? You know four or five years later. You still say that about Michael Vick? Oh it's all good. It's okay guys. All's forgiven. Fucking beat your kid with a fucking stick. It's all good. Don't worry. Oh, you fucking socked your wife in a fucking elevator. It's all good. Oh, they fucking knowingly put out these patch cards. It's all good. Next, oh, Crown Royale's out, guys. Or, oh, fucking, you know, playbook's out. Let's fucking bust it and rip it and fucking have fun and butt slap each other. What a joke. How disheartening. And people wonder why I fucking blast off all the time. Wonder why I'm so negative. Wonder why I say the hobby's on decline. Wonder why I say there needs to be new management, new leadership, new ways to make the cards. Why they need to change things. Go back to the model that was working for like 40, 50 years. From like 1950 to like year 1999, 2000. It worked. Companies made money. Fucking dealers were making money. The The business was a billion, over a billion dollars in sales, let alone what the companies were worth. Now you could buy upper deck and tops and 
have a couple million left over for a billion dollars. I mean, you probably wouldn't have to spend that much. Tops might just give you the brand for whatever they got on the books for debt. So we'll see. We'll see what I'd be looking at. Well, I'll tell you this and then I'll go for real. I've been saying I've been going for 10 minutes, but I'll go for real. Here's what I'm looking for. Here's what would make me. Here's what would make me begin to believe that Panini is at least trying to do the right thing. And then, you know, respect and forgiveness is earned. You don't just say, oh, guys, I'm sorry. And, oh, okay, I'll give you all the respect I had for you back and I'll forgive you. Nah, you got to earn that, at least from the city I'm from. Maybe some of you fuckers are from the Midwest or fucking where you butt slap everybody. Out here in California, especially where I'm from, you don't trust anybody. Everybody's a fucking dick until they fucking prove themselves otherwise. Quite honestly, in some neighborhoods I've grown up in and been in, that's the way you keep yourself alive. You don't get shot or stabbed or robbed or taken advantage of. You don't trust anybody. So right now, I don't trust Panini. I'm going to treat him like a fucking idiot that's walking the streets in Stockton. Until they prove themselves, till the CEO comes out and doesn't blame the fucking manuf- the actual manufacturer of the cards, their third-party vendor that I guarantee you fucking makes a shit ton more money than Panini does, and probably employs more people than fucking Panini does, and probably fucking has a way better fucking business model than Panini does. That's why Panini has to go through them to fucking make the cards. Panini fucking hasn't figured that shit out themselves. Stop blaming somebody else. Blame the person that's actually responsible. Stop saying it was a mistake. This was not a mistake. This was done intentionally. Whether it was done with malice or whether it was done with, I have a lot of pressure. I'm a brand manager. I have a lot of pressure on me. I need to deliver this set. It needs to come out on this day because it's 16. It's a lot of money for the company. It's a lot of money for our distributors. It's, it's you know, it's a key set that everybody's going to have their eye on. It's great for promotion, blah, 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 blah. Can understand that guy probably had a lot of pressure on himself and maybe he made some mistake. It happens, but that motherfucker should be fired. Figure out who is responsible. Take responsibility for it. Any CEO that comes out and says, oh, we mislabeled and it was our vendor's fault, basically. In so many words, it's our vendor's fault. That's a cop out. You get paid more money than that to do something like that. It's because you hired an idiot and then he fucking made you look bad. So we'll see what communication we get from Panini. Going forward. Don't let them off the hook. Make them tell you now. Now how are they going to. How are there going to be checks and balances now. When a set comes out that says game used on it. Who's going to check inside Panini. To make sure the brand manager just didn't fucking. Either one. Maybe he did make a mistake. Who's fucking checking that shit. The mistake is unexcusable. Again, we're not fucking making Teslas here. We're not fucking putting rockets into sh- uh, in the space, guys. This is pictures with fucking men on cardboard. And Panini doesn't even make the fucking card. They pay somebody else to do it. How hard is that? It's not that hard. 
don't let these guys off the hook because, oh, it's hard to make a jersey card. It's hard to make a set. All the players and all this shit. Nah, it's not that hard. If it was that hard, you'd have geniuses in this business. You'd have fucking Steve Jobs would have fucking gone into making cards instead of cell phones. You'd have Elon Musk fucking, instead of making Tesla, he'd be making cards and challenging himself with this baseball shit. Nah, it's not that hard. That's why you have fucking fucking idiots like Mark Warsop and fucking Tracy Hackler working at these fucking companies. You have fucking low-level guys that give themselves, oh, I'm CEO and I'm fucking this. You're fucking nothing. That's why you work at fucking Panini. And if you don't figure it out, you're going to lose all the customers. You're going to turn people off. And yeah, there'll be some fucking idiot there to buy it, but they're going to be less and less of those idiots out there that one, buy into it, and then two, have money. So a formal recommendation, don't buy at DA Card World. And trust me, I have a lot more information other than they were running razzes and some fuckers were stealing from them. I have more information than that to why you shouldn't buy from them. Don't buy from them this Black Friday in the shopping season, period. Like I said, maybe one day I'll blast off onto why. But it's a good fucking reason. Number two, don't buy from fucking Panini. Until further notice, until they fucking take some accountability and stop blaming their fucking vendor who didn't do shit, but exactly what they were supposed to do. And exactly, they probably did their job to a T and Panini's fucking blaming them. What fucking bitches? That's a fucking bitch move. On that note, folks, thanks for tuning in. Sorry for the, again, like I said, I'm going to turn, I'm going to press stop here, mix this down, and I'm going to turn on Big Break, or I think there was a Shipping Wars on A&E. I'm going to turn on Pawn Stars, or I'm going to watch, you know, Highlight. I didn't catch that there was only two NBA games on. I didn't have any fantasy guys in, so I might go look at the scores there. I think there was some college football that I'll, I'll check the scores and stats on, but, you know, at the end of the day, I wasn't buying this stuff anyways. I'm just trying to do my part. I might go over the top. Yeah, I might fucking kind of come out there in a way that nobody else. That's how you stand out. I've taken marketing class. Believe me, some of the, a lot of this stuff that I do is not by accident. I've gone through college and taken marketing classes and thought about marketing, not in just, oh, let me kiss ass and let me fucking lick this company's ass so they like me and retweet me and fucking butt slap me. That's, 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 you know, an eighth grader can market like that. An eighth grader can market themselves and their brand and create kind of a following that way. Look at Richard Sherman, what he's done. He went to Stanford. You think he's fucking mouthing off just cause he's, he's an idiot. No, the guy knows exactly what he's doing. Bill Simmons. I'm not sure about his educational background, you know, but the guy's a fucking genius because he's a, he's a moron. I think, I don't think he really knows a whole lot about what he's talking about, but fucking everybody listens to him and everybody thinks he's fucking knows what he's talking about. So fucking, he's a great marketer fucking probably sat there and thought about it. Realized oh, I don't need to butt slap the NBA. I don't need to butt slap ESPN. I don't need a butt slap Mike Golick and all these guys. It's probably better if I fucking mouth off to him. Look at Jim Rome. I mean, the fucker, every time he needs a new job, he goes to Showtime. He goes to ESPN, goes to CBS, goes to fucking wherever. Motherfucker's always going to have a job. 
Oh, but the fucking anchors on ESPN that sit there and butt slap, they get paid like 30,000 bucks to work eight hours a day, nine hours a day. And then, oh, when ESPN finds a new hotter chick to fucking host the show, that motherfucker's gone. And he doesn't get a job. He's fucking working at home, working in a newspaper, making $10 an hour. So part of this is, is my own, you know. I figured some things out. But a big part of it is I fucking think about you guys. I see guys like Tacoma 34 and I see the other, all the other posters in the forum saying, oh, I fucking am going to quit or I fucking bought one of those Alshon Jeffries. That's my card. Or I bought that card or I sold that card or I pulled that out of a break. I feel, fuck. I feel terrible for you guys. Feel absolutely terrible. And that's what will keep again, I won't lose sleep over fucking idiot Mark Warsop or fucking Tracy Ackler. I don't give a fuck about them. But I will be thinking when I wake up tomorrow, I'll be thinking about the guy that fucking bought the Alshon Jeffrey or bought the spent a shit ton of money on the Russell Wilson or has a Colin Kaepernick. He's not really sure if it's real or not, or has one of these other cards that he, you know, now, oh, I don't know if it's real or fake. I have, oh, I have one of these Calvin Johnson where a 14 or player worn and the rest aren't. I don't know which one I have. Fuck. I, that's terrible. I mean, it's a fucking piece of cardboard with a picture on it. It shouldn't be this complicated. That's where it is. That's where we are. And you know for certain I'll be back. Some other time, some other place, I'm sure somebody will piss me off or do something stupid. Like I said, we got idiots running these companies. So it's no wonder I fucking got something to talk about every couple weeks or every week or at least every month. There's either fucking some idiot fucking group breaker that wants to run his mouth, even though they're doing illegal shit in plain view. Not not on a private cam. You can go to this public cam, see him fucking raffle and rolling dice and fucking raffling off Kindles and fucking iPads and shit. Doing all kinds of fucking illegal things. Either those fucking morons want to talk or fucking Panini will do something stupid. Tops, I'm sure they have like 30 million come due on a loan. I guarantee you they don't have $30 million sitting around. And I guarantee you if they did, fucking Madison Dearborn Partners or Michael Eisner would fucking want a piece of it. They don't want to go into a lender. So we'll see what they fucking end up pulling over there. Upper Deck's going to lose the CLC. So fuck, who knows what's going to happen with them. Either way, I'll be here to blast off and entertain. If you don't like it, you can turn it off. You can tune me out. Believe me, it's not going to, like I said, my day revolves around waking up at 6.30, watching stocks, and then farting around for a few hours until the NBA starts, and then my day begins again. And then my wife comes home, I make her dinner, and that's it. I go to bed. So on that note, have a good night or day, whatever it might be. But we are out of here.